yet written a book. The only writing she had published was her farm paper column. Anxious, she suffered from nerves and had a recurrent nightmare of walking down a long, dark road into obscure woods, the path of poverty. She prided herself on superior hen-raising skills and keeping an immaculate house. She worried about whether giving women the vote might lead to moral laxity. A product of rural life, she also stood outside it, questioning the iron drudgery of turn-of-the-century domestic expectations. She advised women to give up the exhausting ritual of spring cleaning. She had a sharp temper and a dry humor, noting the resemblance of a yard full of swine to their owners. Judgmental of others, she could be humble, even self-excoriating. She was parsimonious to a fault, but when she went into town, she dressed elegantly in full skirts, lace collars, and hats garlanded with feathers or flowers. She favored long, dangling earrings, fastening her blouses with a cameo brooch. She loved velvet. She was not an intellectual, but she had an intellect. She had never graduated from high school, but had studied with passion and vigor the independent fifth reader. She knew a song for every occasion and passages of Shakespeare, Longfellow, Tennyson, Scott, Swinburne, and the Brownings. Books took pride of place in her living room on custom-built shelves beside a prized stone hearth. As her fifties drew to a close, she stood at a turning point. The first act of her life was long over. Her childhood had been packed with drama and incident, Indian encounters, prairie fires, blizzards, a virtual compendium of American frontier life. Growing up, she could count her possessions on her fingers. One tin cup, one slate for school, one hair ribbon, a doll her mother made her. Clothes and shoes were hand-me-downs, a good dress for Sundays, another for all the other days. She married at 18 and was a mother a year later. By the age of 21, she knew that everything she had ever had, no matter how hard won, held the capacity to be lost. After a series of disasters, she and her husband left the Dakotas to rebuild 700 miles south, a long climb out of poverty constituting her life's second act. She took in boarders and waited on tables. Her husband, crippled by a stroke in his 20s, recovered enough to drive a wagon, delivering fuel and freight. Their daughter, Rose, left home when still a teenager, eventually becoming a celebrity biographer in San Francisco. As soon as she saw the easy money to be made selling inspirational life stories of men as self-made as she was, Henry Ford, Jack London, Herbert Hoover, she began urging her mother to join her in the writing trade. Wilder would become one of the self-made Americans her daughter so admired. In the third act of her life, in the midst of the Great Depression, she began recording, in soft pencil on tablets from the dime store, a memoir of her youth, the story of homesteaders who had unwittingly caused the dust bowl she was living through. Painfully casting her mind back to the previous century, she pressed on, kept awake all night by remembering her family's misfortunes and failed crops, her sister falling ill and going blind. What had been punishing to survive was heartbreaking to relive. It's H, she wrote to her daughter, taught never to swear. Rose once jotted down a quotation she attributed to her mother. I don't know which is more heartbreaking, a dream unfulfilled 
or a dream realized. She would help her mother realize a dream, bringing her professional connections and polish to the work, adding touches of cozy security to the hard reality. But it was her mother's stoic vision of pioneer grit that prevailed. Wilder's perseverance gave rise to one of the most astonishing rags-to-riches stories in American letters. On the brink of old age, fearing the loss of everything in the Depression, Wilder reimagined her frontier childhood as epic and uplifting. Her gently triumphal revision of homesteading would convince generations that the American farm was a model of self-sufficiency. At the same time, it would hint at the complex realities behind homesteading, suggesting that it broke more lives than it sustained. Living most of her life in poverty, Wilder survived long enough to become a wealthy woman, a legend in